Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Domsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Oh, and it is sort of the end of the tennis year. And uh, it was capped off with quite an incredible tournament where we had Daniel Medvedev, who was crowned ATP Tour Finals champion in 2020. He did so well. And, uh, the, well, first Russian since Davidenko won in 2009, if I'm correct. Well, it was the first time, wasn't it, in, the, in London? So the first year in London, a Russian won it. The last year in London, a Russian won it. And uh, it's quite a fitting end, really. Um, yeah. Medvedev was amazing. Um, team started off strong. Medvedev just come back. And I know you've, uh, you kept going for the same theory, really, that he always starts matches so strong. And even after losing the first set, you're still relatively confident that if Medvedev applies himself more in the second set, he's going to be a threat and come win this. Yeah, well, it was just one of those things, wasn't it? <clears throat> He's been finishing uh, matches so strong in uh, all of his recent matches. Even when he goes behind, he's never down and out. And uh, we were just super impressed. You picked him to win the whole tournament. Let's give you the credit you deserve as well. Because, yeah, it's not easy to pick. You've got the eight top players in the world. You could have picked anyone. You had the world number one and two you could have picked. You could have even picked yep. your favourite man, Rafa. But you went against him. <laughs> And you went with Daniel Medvedev, and rightly so, because, yeah, a fantastic performance, well-deserved winner, and a, nearly a perfect performance, I'd say. Uh, obviously, he didn't lose a match, but in every match, he looked like the best player. Yeah. No, he was he was the best player from the beginning, in my opinion, like from the first match. Um, he was the only player to be completely unbeaten, uh, even if team was to win the final. He got someone beat him, obviously, Andre Rublev. Um, yeah. So it's just a credit to Medvedev. I thought he was amazing. I loved watching him all week. And I think, I know I was getting very excited on the stream. And that's why we're actually doing a podcast because we probably need to touch on the the match. I know we probably feel like we've done it to the death of it already. But uh, for all the listeners on Spotify and Apple, uh, we're not ignoring you. So here's the podcast for you guys. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, I just want to bring up, uh, should we just bring up the final? And yeah. then we can, uh, well, we can have a look through. The actual match itself, we can have a look through some of the statistics because uh, it was the final that well and truly delivered. And yeah, before you do that, though, Ben, let's quickly go to the chat. <laughs> yeah, side. That's, um, that's we've right, got man. Wild Live here. Let's go, Medvedev. Mary was wanting a song. Well, we've been working so hard, <laughs> we've not had a chance to do a song. Well, Ben hasn't anyway. Well, um, but we'll do it Mary. next year. We'll bring out a few extras for sure. We've got Thomas yeah. Rock here, of course, Nat here. Uh, cheers for the super sticker, mate. Uh, appreciate that. 
Yeah, I wasn't really given any extra or any spare time, was I, to be able to complete a song for this one, unfortunately. What did it finish? What time last night? <laughs> and then we had yeah, to start exactly. work at uh, nine o'clock this morning. So, yeah, we, there has not been really any uh, gaps in the schedule for us. We've just been trying to uh, give you every match and provide you with a few podcasts as well. But, yeah, I'm going to be trying to get... Uh, I'm gonna get you something special, don't you worry. By the end of the year, you'll have something. Don't worry. And, just... and I know you're dying, Ben, to get into statistics, but there's one thing I do want to talk about before, and it's actually been raised in the chat. So I'm glad someone spoke about it now. Go on, then and I'll that's wildlife here me. saying, I'm loving Medvedev not celebrating after big wins. Act like you've been there before. Um, yeah. what do you make of it? Because I know there was a picture put on Twitter earlier, and it was all the lot the recent winners for the last three years. And they're all on the floor, crying, holding their head. If you notice, Medvedev, he just walked up to the net. It's like he's playing a, a, in his local thing. match. No, mate, he, he, does it, he does it when he wins stuff. He doesn't celebrate anymore. And just, um, he come out and was like, after, since the US Open, he doesn't, doesn't feel this need to celebrate. He wants that. To, he kind of likes it, and that's going to be his thing moving forward. Yeah, what do you well, make of it? Do you like it? Calmness uh, and coolness personified, isn't he? He's just this ice cool Russian that uh, just gets the job done. And uh, if he just uh, he just comes across, I don't think it's just uh, he's not coming across like he doesn't have any emotion, but he's just showing that <coughs> you can be uh, that good. And he's just like sort of uh, maybe it's a mental thing as well. He's putting out to the rest of the players. This is it's only but it's only another trophy. I'm gonna have a few more of these. Don't worry. I'll get more excited once that trophy cabinet's well and truly stacked. So right now, he's probably just racking them up. Got I saw him in a nice new car as well, looking uh, pretty flashy. Not sure what car it was. It looked pretty nice though. Me personally, I don't like it. I know everyone's in the comments going to be against me. I think it's I don't know. It's a big tournament. I don't care who you are, what you are, <laughs> or what you're trying to, what sort of impression you're trying to give off. You've just won the ATP Finals. I like to see a little bit more celebration, a bit more emotion. Um, I'm not saying it didn't it didn't mean mean a lot to him. Of course it did. He just didn't opt to show it. And um, I don't personally like that look. I prefer it when a player, I don't know, I don't mind if they fall to their knees and start crying and just showing real raw passion for the game. I think it's just more special. Maybe if that's just me being boring and it's historically always been a bit like that. But for me, mm. I think that's important in the sport and I'm, Maybe, like you said, there's no there's no fans there, but I feel yeah. like even if there is fans, he's a type who just doesn't really celebrate wins. Well, you just never know, do you? Uh, if he wins a Grand Slam, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see if he can hold back the emotion. Or are you trying to say that uh, he's a cold-hearted guy, mate, and he's got no emotion? Is that what you're trying well, to say? Well, he did, but based off the <laughs> videos we did with him the other day. <laughs> Didn't seem to well, like you much, did it? Nah, well, I don't know. I wasn't singing this. I was cheering on Zverev, wasn't I, in the Paris Masters <laughs> final. So uh, what can I do? Daniel Medvedev, uh, you can't take it away from him, though. Incredible player. And I think just to have that, maybe that's the way that he uh, overcomes the nerves is by shutting it all out. If you un- he-, he cuts off his emotions Fully, <laughs> he doesn't just uh, cut off the nerves. He cuts off any excitement. He cuts off everything. I don't know why it frustrates me so much. It shouldn't. Um, I was so happy for him. I feel like I showed more emotion than he did after winning. <laughs> I <think so laughs> and I fully well. did. You can watch it on the stream. I was probably more emotional than what he was. Did you um, think bizarre he, for me? He looked like he was a little bit uh, pressed for time. Like they were asking him to take photos with the trophy. He was like, oh. God, really? He, did, he didn't kiss the fo- he didn't kiss the trophy. No, nah. um, he looked kind of embarrassed to pick it up. It was just like an awkward thing. It was just there on the side. He thought, oh well, I'll have to pick it's it up. Fans then. though, I mean, yeah, it but must regardless, Ben, you've got to have a bit more adrenaline, a bit more, get pumped up for it. Well, he should do, but maybe in a silent. I want room, to see him difficult. get the trophy, put it on his head, and do a lap around the whole court. Yeah, but then it might. Then people will criticise him for that and say, how weird that he just <laughs> ran around a whole empty court. Mate, there's always going to celebrate. Someone. He does that weird thing he does still. All of this, and there's no one there. <laughs> that thing constantly. Isn't it? I better not move too much. The Mary's court, saying he it? did kiss it. I think uh, he uh, did. It took him a while. It took him a while. It was one of them very. Um, I think he was the one of the cameramen asked him. It was like, oh, can I just kiss that quick. I'm just trying to take a camera picture. <laughs> it was more of an inconvenience rather than a thing. I didn't see enough passion from him, but that's just the way he does things, and you can't diss him. And um, on his tennis, well, it's phenomenal. So um, right. I don't know if you're going to get your statistics up. I know you're itching to 
Well, I just thought we were having a look through them, weren't we? Uh, yeah. Yesterday, obviously, once uh, it was all done and dusted. But yeah, let's have a look. Well, you can see the sets there. Uh, that that second set was really the where it was all made for him. Mm. Obviously, once he got through that. I was pretty adamant in my mind that there was no losing it for uh, Medvedev once he grabbed the second set and uh, yeah, yeah, pro proved right. And uh, you can see there, still impressive serving, 12 aces there in the final against Dominic Team 6. So <clears throat> not not too bad. Three double faults, still got a little bit shaky, didn't he, on the double fault side? We saw a few of them... Uh, wasn't it when he was playing Zverev, he was uh, hitting a, a few double four. But I think Zverev brings it out of you a little bit. He starts yeah. doing it and uh, start repeating what he's doing. So he sort of gets that nervous energy onto the court <laughs> for people when they're serving. But his first serve, look at that. I mean, 77% first serve points one's great. 51 out of 66, which that's really, really impressive. Yeah, look going. at teams. Teams wasn't too bad. Yeah. Pretty good um, as well. There wasn't, there wasn't much in it, really, I no. think. Really, if you forgetting the stats, what we what we noticed on the stream was in big moments, all the time, Dominic team is always going for the backhand slice. And it was happening yeah. so much. Like he was slicing, I think, at 70 something percent, whereas at the tournament as a whole, his average was about 40%. And at the big points, Medvedev knew it was gonna happen. He knew the slice was gonna keep coming back, keep coming back. So what he did occasionally on break points every now and then was was charge the net. He got to the net yeah. and then it's too late. Then teams already committed to the slice. And then it puts Medvedev on the front foot. He's able to either push it the other side, apply a bit more pressure onto the into the shot. And that's when the pressure then started mounting for Dominic Team. And then he found himself getting broken. And um, you saw that in the decisive third set. That's how he ended up breaking him in the end. And then his serving yeah. just got better and better. He was serving at what 90% in the in the in the final set. And it's uh, just a credit yeah. to him. 88% yeah. there. Look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it was a, it just uh, you saw just the turning of the tide, didn't you? And then as you can see there in that final set, uh, five uh, break points he had to save uh, Dominic team there. The, the sixth one's what gets you. <laughs> so all of those uh, break points, fairly even even statistics. Just that first serve percentage was the was the killer, and yeah. he's just really, really, really strong. Uh, on his first serve, and what can you the say? total points? What's the total points saying well, the overall on third yeah. set? Okay, overall. overall, let's have a look. So, 115 to 112. So, yeah. I can't get much closer, <laughs> can you? For a final, you've got, you got to feel sorry for team. And on team, we've got wildlife here. He provided me a good stat on uh, Twitter. I have checked yeah, it, he was worried if um, I hadn't checked it, but I have, and it seems pretty accurate to me. And he said, per my research, team is one in two. In Masters 1000 finals, finals zero and two in ATP finals, and one in three in Slam finals. That's a combined two and seven in big finals. Not very good. Well, everyone learns at their own speed. I have so to, to clarify, say. two and seven in like the big finals. So that's the Masters, Grand Slams, and also the yeah. ATP finals. Granted, he's played probably what a few, few Nadal's, a few Djokovic's in there. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of... Uh, there's always going to be a difficult match. It's never going to be not a difficult match in those finals. But I don't think he I don't think he played bad. I think he played anybody else on that match yesterday. He probably would have won. And that's the reality of it. He just played Medvedev in the hottest form. And not much he could do about it. One so, in three. Sorry, Thomas Rock. Sorry. <laughs> is it one in, is it one yeah, in three? Yeah, I said one in three. I thought... Maybe, I thought maybe, it was one in... It says one in three. Is it one, one in four? Did he get oh, two is, French, oh, sorry, French. one in four. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, that's, that's wrong, what, yeah. Because he had an uh, Australian Open, obviously, but that was like he pretty much nearly won the Australian Open and then uh, Djokovic snatched it off him. But he did win the US Open. So he's got that under his belt. And I think you can... Don't judge him on all of the past because he's just coming into his like best form now. In so his you career. would say he's someone who crumbles in finals? He has been. He's got, he's got a few shields to his name. Yeah, he has, plates. he has been the person who has crumbled. Doesn't mean that he's going to be a person who crumbles in the future, though. I think that you saw a real improvement in his game. Uh, he obviously won that Grand Slam. And since then, he, I think he plays like a real attacking style of tennis on hard court now, which is really... Oh, mate, like, he's won more on hard court. Look at this. Can you believe he's not won a clay Masters? That's insane. 
if you'd expect him to exciting. win a Masters, that would be yeah. one of the first ones you'd anticipate him winning. Um, oh, exactly. I do think he will. I think it's a matter of time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's bizarre for me. Does he have to wait for Rafa to retire to get one of those or Djokovic to retire? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he can, mate. He's, he's, he can beat them guys, so why not? He's just proved it here. He's yeah. beaten both of them too. Exactly. So this is what I mean. Kick on from there. I mean, Medvedev got in the way. Well, Sitapas got in the way last year. Medvedev got in the way this year. Uh, will somebody else get in the way next year? Or will he actually uh, find his way to like a championship there at the end. I mean, it's just one of those ones which I think he's going to win it eventually. For team though, to win a Grand Slam next year is going to be quite tough, yeah, to follow up. But you'd expect him to kind of thing. Now he's already won one. I expect yeah. already a big word. I think he's got the capacity to. Yeah, But for out sure. of the four slams, what do you reckon he has the best chance in? I would go with it's, it's, it's a tricky question, isn't it? Because I was team, be a... you'd, you'd think he's like a clay court player predominantly. But he's not really, like recently, he seems to be able to do it a lot better on the hard courts. Definitely. I mean, you would have said, oh, all day, French Open. Well, but three now... years ago, mate, I think everyone would have said French Open and no one would have disputed it. No. And now I would probably say, well, from last year's performance, I would have said Australian Open. If he could just get it over the line, he was one within one set of it. But he obviously did win the US Open. But I'm not sure. It wasn't a fully stacked field there. Obviously, Rafa was a reigning champion, wasn't there. Djokovic got defaulted. I reckon it could have been a different end. We don't know. Yeah. It's one of those ones. It's difficult to say. But I reckon the start of next year, he's going to be fine. We could be in for a treat. We never know. You could see a Medvedev team final in that as well. Yeah, possible. No, mate, quite possible, yeah. <laughs> Which would be crazy. You've got a lot of younger players coming through, like Rublev and that. I think that's going to be yep. exciting. Be exciting to see how Rublev can finally uh, do now that he's been to that ATP finals and now following that going to a, another Grand Slam. Obviously, in the Australian Open at the beginning of uh, 2020, didn't he? he? Came up against Chris O'Connell, who we uh, interviewed. Chris O'Connell bageled yeah. him in that, in that match, which was crazy. But yeah. then you saw the strength and character, and Rublev just came through and it's uh, quite close uh, tie break. And I think it was in the fourth set, but still got through that match pretty uh, pretty comfortable. But yeah, he's just one for the future. I think that he might do well. I think you might be seeing quarterfinals from him, minimum, from Rublev. Uh, but it's just today, after the break, you never know which one player is going to come back, do you? And you don't yeah. know if this tournament's happening. Yeah, yeah exactly, mate. Well, I thought we'll save that podcast for another time because we don't know yeah. too much ourselves. We're just speculating at the moment, but there's a lot of talk. Mm. The Australian Open may not happen. Players will refuse to go there. So... We'll see what happens with that. We don't want to say too much yet. Uh, but on the subject of the ATP finals, before we move on, I know we've got other things we wanted to talk about today as well. Uh, we've got Hayder here saying, I don't think Nadal would ever win at the, at the ATP finals. That's his best chance ever, considering he's played it without any physical problems, like he claims almost every year. Well, yeah, he's one Was of that the... his best chance? Was that Rafa's best chance of winning it? It might well And will been. he get another chance? I'm inclined. You're probably the wrong person to ask. I thought yeah, maybe you should have asked me this question. I know it's just one of those, but I'm not even saying it from a perspective that I'm not like no, I'm, discrediting. I'm I know him. you'd always give a neutral opinion. I'm trying. I just, I think it was possibly his best opportunity. He was playing really well, and unfortunately, it wasn't good enough uh, against these uh, really good indoor hardcores. And could, would it been a different story had it been maybe five sets? Maybe you never know. Rafa's got like that ability to really grind players out, like in, in grand slams. So, but three over three sets, these uh, younger players, I think they sometimes have the edge. Like we saw with Dominic Team, he's a uh, good. Well, team was blowing, three. wasn't he? That third set, yep. people were in the live chat kept saying he looks out of breath. But he's he did well in his uh, three sets against Djokovic when he played him. He didn't beat him in the three sets match before that. Uh, I think that, well, we've seen Daniel Medvedev. He's obviously great at three-set matches. He's just on a storming run right now. Uh, I, he only just lost to Nadal in five sets. So you know that he has a very big gas tank, but it just wasn't enough on that occasion against Rafa. Could have had his own first Grand Slam before uh, Dominic Team, But, mm. yeah, I think these three-set matches are just like, uh, it's difficult for these players, which are just known as grinders, like a Rafa Nadal, you get off to a slow start, well, he didn't. He managed to grab the first set, but 
it's all about that that dangerous fourth set because he can normally grab one of the first sets. Rafa normally comes out the blocks, but he doesn't take a while to warm up, does he? Normally I think it's hard to say it's going to be his best chance because you don't know what's going to happen next year. Um, it's so difficult mm. to predict. With him, I think he's still going to be there and about. So I'm not, I don't think uh, yeah. he's going to fall off next year, is he? I don't so think he'll me, fall off. If he ha- if he has presented with the opportunity, I think he can. I think he can still win it. Maybe one last year. Maybe it's London, mate. Maybe he just, maybe he just like didn't like London. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's <laughs> Turin is the place for him. You might see Rafael Nadal wishing. Well, Italy, it Italy's probably a bit closer to home for him as well. Yeah, they're a bit more. Uh, they're more used to the old clay courts over there as well. He'd probably like that being in that sort of setting more, but it's not going to be on the clay court. A bit of wishes it was. But it's going to probably still be on the indoor hard, which uh, one day uh, they'll change it. I've got I'm one sure. more question for you, Ben. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, but right. they're all coming through. Australian Open is fastest Grand Slam tournament according to court, pay, court pace index measures. Will it be harder for Medvedev to defend and chase returns? Easier for big hitters to hit winners. Obviously, last year he lost in, uh, I think it was the fourth round against Stan Wawrinka. Yes. Uh, he's a big hitter. Do you yep. think that's going to affect him? Because it's quite a fast court. Well, yeah, maybe this is why he's done better at the US Open as well. Uh, and that's probably why Dominic Team's done so well. Dominic Team's done so well both, but he did so well in that particular tournament. I think it could. It just depends on the run. Depends who you get on the way. I think one thing we did notice, though, when the other players apply more pressure and the ball's coming faster than him, he seemed to be doing very well with the shots, like redirecting yeah. it. Maybe he's just become a bit better now in terms of mm. his personal development. Yeah, um, he's able to deal with the pace a lot more. Well, so I've not seen so. any. I've not seen any situation that he's not been able to. To be fair to him, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go deep in Australia and open surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I totally agree with that because, well, but then again, there's part of me that has this mind that when Medvedev starts the year, there's a little bit of a dodgy spell in the January, February in the last couple of years, and I don't want to see that. I don't think you can just come back from the break and just. Uh, Stop. Maybe he needs to just keep playing throughout the break and a lot more consistently because he, he looks like he has like a, the whole Christmas off and just completely has downtime. When he comes back, it's not the same Medvedev. I just want to see that same person we just saw because we just shift the Australian Open up to the a week after the <laughs> yeah, ATP mate, Tour He ended the year so good. It's unbelievable. Obviously, no. winning in Bercy and then winning the thing as well. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, well, it's exactly. just it's a shame we didn't start like that. I remember the beginning of the year, you got Babel by Jill Simon. There's a few dubious <laughs> results in there as well, and we it's, was fearing for Medvedev. We was like, "What's he doing here?" Well, exactly. It's it's a bit shocking, isn't it? When you see, and especially when he had the end to end to the year that he had last year, and getting to all those finals, playing so well. And then you just come up with these weird results and you just think that's just not what you want. If he's going to eventually be a world number one, uh, which he could well be, uh, if he kept on playing in that standard of tennis he was playing, you can't have that dip. There's no dip at the, like the beginning of the year. I, mean, I saw, I saw, a, I saw <laughs> a video of Medvedev. I saw a video after of the trophy and he was like, um, I'm not sure where, probably in the O2 somewhere. It was quite high up. And mm. um, there's a nice view of London in the background and he was saying... With the Grand Slams, what he's found so difficult is the whole stamina of winning so many matches and playing so many, so much tennis. Um, that's the thing what really challenges him. I know someone said it in the chat as well. Mm. Um, Medvedev just dis- dislikes five sets. That's a big problem for him. I'm not sure if it's a case of disliking. I think it just comes to, back to the same question of experience. He's yeah. saying experience is key in this. And we've seen it over the years. That is why in the Grand Slams, discounting team and a few other here and there, it's always the big three winning them. And I think you've got to keep a, a clear head as well and a cool... Uh, it's not necessarily like... the best tennis player who always wins these Grand Slams. It's someone who can play the most consistently and most resiliently yeah. and smartly, of course. Yeah, consistently. Like, you'll even, you'll even see Djokovic sometimes drop a set early on if he's losing it quite comfortably because he, he's, he's just saving reserving energy. There seems to be a lot of tactics involved in a Grand Slam. It's not as straightforward. Or you'll see players just coming out so fast in the early rounds, try and blow the op- opponent off the court. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think that that's the one thing that he probably just needs to uh, address. I think we've seen it. He's addressing his on-court sort of uh, mental state where he was flying off the handle a bit too many times. 
if he even did it at the US Open, sort of cost him a little bit, mm. might have gone out of the right mental head. It's got better, though, his attitude. It yeah. has got a lot better. So if, it, if it just imp- keeps improving and he's able to just, like, compartmentalise and just say, right, I'll just take that set. Let's ignore that. Let's just keep moving on to the next point. If he can do that and keep in the same mindset where he's not being emotional on court, I think he'll be 10 times better. I think he might have even come back and done better against uh, Dominic team in the US Open, but he might have got in his own head. Mate, I've already him... tipped him. I'm going to do it now. I'm tipping him to win the US Open next year. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> We're going big on our prediction. We've gone, I've gone Dominic team for Australian Open. You've gone Daniel Medvedev for a US We're doing Open. it well in advance as well, so we can oh. go back to these videos and be like, oh, look, I told you. I know, mate. I did my Dominic team one in uh, back in I don't know when it was September. I think I did it after we'd won the US Open. I know, yeah. I know. So I was going a bit uh, gun ho, but after seeing the way he played in the ATP finals, I don't. I still stick with it. Why not? I think as he got to the final, he was so close last year. Can go one better. And uh, sorry, go on. No, go. No, 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 I was going to say we can't disappoint Jagger. He's talking about Smirnoff. <laughs> You're not ignoring you, mate. He's there we go, danger. We're really ignoring him. He's wrote a lot of messages. He's saying Sverev is the number one player. He just needs to get better mentally. Uh Ferrer. Yeah, I think that's Ferrer. Ferreira. Ferreira Rocha. Ferreira Rocha will help him in the off season do that. We'll, well see, we'll mate. He's, so. he, he, he ended well. We're gonna have to see what happens with the allegation. I know Bashvili, he's got his court hearing uh on the first of December. I'm not sure what's happening with the whole Zverev issue, but that certainly must have had an effect because since ATP come out and actually said something about it, I don't know if did it has he won a game? I'm not sure, won a match. Uh, I don't know. He, he ended quite uh, quite poorly, didn't he? At the end, and he obviously didn't qualify from the group. So never he's going it... to be back next year. It's still a very good year for him. Obviously, got to his first Grand Slam final. Uh, a bit unlucky, really, not to win it. People could say he choked it. I think he did as well. Um, it's the unforced errors. It's the second serves. There's a lot of issues there with the sphere of game. However, the natural ability is for there, everyone to see is is incredible. What how what how well how great tennis he's played this year on the whole. Well, he has, and he's been an incredible tennis player. Uh, even a couple of years ago, bear, bear in mind he's been on the tour now for quite a number of years. Uh, how many? Six years already? Is it? I think. I think. Yeah, I think he's 23 now, but. Yeah. Yeah, I've, it's just I just want to get rid of all that stuff off court. I just can't stand. Yeah, well, I'm saying Swerve did make the final of Paris. What I, what I said was, um, since the ATP actually come out and spoke about it, they ignored yeah, yeah. it for the first few weeks, right, and he man. seemed to be playing. I don't know. It seemed to not. It didn't phase him. We were surprised how well he was playing. Uh, then ATP come out. They wrote. Uh, I think it was an interview or something. I forget exactly what happened. And um, since then, that's when he just kind of fell off a little bit. I know it was only a couple of games. Maybe reading into it too much, but. We'll see what happens mm. next year for him. Yeah, and then I know that Djokovic obviously came out. Uh, he defended back, him, didn't he? Yeah, he backed the uh, domestic violence policy uh, during it. I don't know. like, It's obviously a good thing to get behind because you obviously don't want any of those type of things happening. Was he? Uh, I don't think he has any personal beef with Zverev, I don't think. Uh, I think it's just uh, yeah, they've come out. Djokovic. Oh, no, no. He's kind of defending Zverev. Yeah, he was he? saying until proven guilty, like is yeah, what yeah, it that's is, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, you've got to remember, even there's two sides to every story, and that all that when you're this famous and you're this young, and uh, you're gonna have problems like this that arise. We've seen the same things with Cristiano Ronaldo in football as well. Can't they always have gets allegations of, of this yeah. nature? But you, it's hard to decipher which ones are legitimate and which ones aren't as well. And you're not going to say that it's false, but there are people that will make false claims against these people because they are very rich and they're very, very famous. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. If you've got a lot of money, you're a celebrity, you're going to get allegations regardless of whether yeah. they're true or false, like you said. Exactly. So I think you just got to... Hopefully he doesn't let it affect his tennis and uh, he comes back in the new year. Hopefully the allegations aren't as bad as what they sounded and... Uh, he can move on and uh, he can learn from it. And, uh, yeah, he can learn to uh, hopefully just keep his private life in the, in private because uh, having it flashed all over the uh, social media and everything, 
Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It has its downfalls as well. You can be one of these social media guys where you want to be seen all the time, but you have to expect backlash as well when it comes to it. So sad, but I'm sure he's going to come back. He's going to come back stronger, and I'm sure we'll see Zverev in another Grand Slam final very soon anyway. Yeah, and on a brighter note, I want to round this section up with this from Soren. When Rafa realised Tareen dreams come true, hopefully, imagine <laughs> yeah, first year sure. there. But I think I don't know. We saw in um in, in London the Russians first one to win it and last one to win it. Who's going to be the first to win in Turin? Yeah, is it going to exactly. be an Italian? Maybe the year of the Italians. Possible. It's Berrettini. Could it be a nation gonna... theme. I don't know. I reckon maybe a Yannick Sinner. I know Thomas Rocks uh, agrees as well. He said something about it earlier. Yeah, Yannick Sinner. We have to see how. Or the year of the Spanish. Maybe Rafa could could start off, and then the last person to win there could be a Carlos oh. Alcaraz Garcia. <laughs> Five years. What do you reckon? How was the contract? Huh? What's the contract there? How long have they got it for? I think it's five years. Is it five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it could happen. Could happen. Uh, maybe a Lorenzo Massetti. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. He might be there firing. Could have a sinner on the first and a Massetti. Has to be the same nation, of course. Yeah, exactly. Don't Very think it'd true. be a Brit and a Brit. That's for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue who could win it. Yeah. Then Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't I don't think that yeah, well I, <laughs> I don't think Draper's gonna be there just yet. Let's get, give him a few couple more years and let's see uh yeah, let's see how he gets on. Uh because he's obviously just inside the top three hundred at the moment. Bright prospects, just uh eighteen, I believe, at the moment, eighteen years old. So yeah. yeah, good luck to him next year. Hopefully you can give us some British talent to uh, cheer on other than Dan Evans, Kyle Edmund and uh Cam Norrie. I think Mary's there. She's disappointed. We didn't say Medvedev again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do you think Medvedev? He could win it as well. Medvedev could win it six years straight. Who knows? Yeah, but anyway, let's move away from this. I've got another little thing planned here. Uh, do you want to get rid of your screen? There we go. So we've got some stats here. Uh, it's a guy on Twitter. You probably know who he is. Enrico Maria Riva. He's verified and he always is a good uh, account to follow. I like listening to some of the things he has to say yeah. about tennis matches. Always has very interesting stuff. And um, rather than us doing the work, he's done it all for us. So let's have a little look at a 2020 stats recap and see what you guys think. I was quite amazed with some of them as well. So let's see what your reaction is, Ben. I know you've not actually seen it. No, nah, I've not seen this at all. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see it, mate. Don't worry, my eyesight's all right. All right, so let's start off with the first one. Most matches played. And obviously, Ben, I can't see this, the, the chat, so you're going to have to do, navigate the chat. <laughs> no worries, I'll navigate the chat. So, yeah, no. if you look here, the first one. Believe it or not, Andre Rublev was the man who played more matches than anyone in 2020. You've got Djokovic there, Felix wow. sitting past Schwarzman, Zverev, Medvedev, Umbert, Hatchinoff, Rude, team, and then the Dow at the bottom. Wow. Uh, the Dow would have been a bit higher up if he actually played a few more. Yeah, true. He still won a Grand Slam. <laughs> it's, it's not really much up. to really read into this first one. It's just who's played no. the most matches. And I was surprised. I thought Djokovic would have been number one. He would have been my prediction if I had to think about it. Um, but I was surprised it was actually Rublev. I thought <laughs> well, team would have I'm been higher that, as well. I'm not I'm not that surprised, actually. Uh, I'm... I mean, I'm not surprised that Felix is up there for all those finals he keeps making as well. <laughs> it's another person. Just could do with a few of those titles. At least Rublev. Well, it's up funny, there. mate. It definitely works. The more matches you play, the more titles you win. Rublev <laughs> number one, Djokovic number two. If that's the answer, what happened to Felix? He should have had I the third know. most titles. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I, well, hopefully he's another young player. Are we going to see the best of him next year? Uh, he, he's made the finals this year. Make him go one better next year. What does he need to change? Does he need to get another coach in? Does he need to improve in some aspect of his game? What do you guys know, think? Mate. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll get through these because there's quite a few. All yeah, right. So then 2020, least matches won. Uh, <laughs> this maybe won't be a surprise. We've got Basvili there and Munar. Top of that one. It's not a good one to be top of that. Um, Munar only three. Yeah, and you've got to play a minimum of 10 matches, of course, so... I'm not sure. Some of these maybe didn't play so many, so it's a bit unfair. I, I think Barrera played particularly loads. But yeah, that's, that's pretty really. bad. Manea only winning three, Bashes Vili oh, three. That's not a record. We've got Attila Balaz on there. He didn't really follow <laughs> up his uh, breakthrough year the other year, has he? Oh. It's disappointing. And if he continues this form, he's going to be outside the top 100 next year, I reckon. Which uh, one? Hopefully not, it? though. 
Um, I'm not sure, mate. I guess I'll it's the honest. one that's inside the top hundred, probably. Elias. Nah, the other one, Mikhail. I think. Mikhail. Yeah. Uh, that's for your imagination, mate. Fanini there as well. Yeah, he well, he has a, <laughs> has the uh, ability to, uh, but he's been injured as well, so he can't give too much stick to Fanini. So I know we're doing our end of year awards. Uh, we're not doing them yet. We do them towards the end of the year. It makes more sense. Um, but this is probably a statistic we should take into consideration. Most matches won is Novak Djokovic and Rublev both shared with forty-one matches. Wow. That is a he lot of matches. Pass. He's up there. Uh, Jagger will please know Zverev's there as well. Rublev was I'm a double surprised team. I'm surprised team's so low on these. I, always, I thought he would have been a lot higher. Am I missing something here? Mm. Just, yeah, it seems like a, a very low number there for him, but uh, maybe he didn't, didn't get to enough finals. That was maybe the problem. He obviously won the US Open, got to the final of the uh, Australian Open. But other than that, you know, what did his year comprise of with tournaments, really? I mean, uh, I can go back and have a little look. I just want to address Mary uh, quickly, just in the chat. She's just saying that she's disappointed about our stance on the Zverev uh, situation. Yeah, no, I'm totally... Which is what? I'm, What's I'm, that stance? No, well, it's just saying that uh, what about the girl in this situation and how is she feeling? Yeah, I'd mean it. We're totally not taking a side of Zverev and saying that he's in the right. Oh, no, certainly not. We not think um, there must, not. I know you've said it more than anyone. You've said there must be something in there for this to be broadcast so loudly in terms of there's yeah, been a few sure. people now. It does seem certainly suspicious. And if, if anything, I'd be on the side that there is something in this whole story. And that's why you'll see him on all the live watch longs. I've not been Zverev's biggest fan. Um, I'm kind of against him as a tennis player and as a human right now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's no, there's well, there's always it's, there's it's no, always harsh, isn't it? We can never go too harsh on someone until you actually know the exactly. fact. And, um, and that's the thing. That's the sort of stance we're taking. There's normally no smoke without fire. Yeah, that's the saying. That's what just, you said earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you, you're, it's all that sort of uh, you're innocent until proven guilty type thing, and we don't want to jump on someone's back until you know the full facts and uh until then yeah we keep our uh, opinions to ourselves but we just hope that it's not uh that it's not true because i don't want to hear of any uh pain and being at more physical pain being caused to any of these people mental or physical it's still not nice i don't hope that it's not true that's yeah, what course, i mean mate. And just go to the chat here about Dominic team. He said he played a lot during quarantine, but less in the actual season, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it makes exactly. sense. Yeah, he, he, I think he wore himself out in quarantine. <laughs> he was playing every week. And then 12 Travel 21 saying team yeah. lost his first match in Cincinnati, of course. Was it Cranovich? He got demolished. Yeah. Um, and then didn't play Rome or Paris. So, yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, it's a shortened uh, year. Just so it's easy slam. sometimes to forget. It's all been a bit of a blur, I must admit. That's why these stats are quite interesting to have a look for, I thought. Um, yeah. credit to Enrico for doing it and taking the time. Well, don't forget about his Grand Slam matches, though, because you can discount the fact that he didn't do well in all the other matches, but he did win the US Open. He got it was within a set of winning the Australian Open, and he, because if they hadn't have moved the uh, French Open to where it was, but the fact it was a week after he just won the US Open, he probably wouldn't have been burnt out against Schwartzman in that final set as well. Probably yeah. would have been seeing him in a semi-final. So pretty good year for no, Dominic. It's been a phenomenal year for sure. Um, and he didn't even play all the tournaments. So if he played Paris, exactly. you never know what could have happened. <laughs> That's why. So here, so... the next one is most sets won. And no surprise, Djokovic, Rublev there. They've won the most matches. Yeah. Expect him to win the most sets as well. It's very um, It's very, it's very high. Yeah. So he must have won a lot of sets, but lost matches. Is that fair to say? So I'm saying with Dominic team. Mm, well. It's just one of those ones. I just don't think they played as many matches. That was all. Uh, but... No, but if you look at most most matches won, look, you can see... Um, oh, yeah, kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure how many... Well, how many matches does it say they've played each? Does it got to have how many matches they have played? I don't know, mate. It's just more okay. than 10. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to try and ask me something I don't have. Right. <laughs> Ignore this one. Uh, well, we'll have a look here. What's it? Slams, big three would have lost if, if well, before. Just to go back to, well, Zverev, uh, he went out to team in four in the Australian Open. Then he went out to Tommy Paul in Acapulco yeah. uh, in the second round. Lost to Djokovic. Oh, that was exhibition, sorry. 
Uh, these are all exhibition. Yeah, then that was it. That was it. Acapulco was the last one there. And then when he came back, lost to Murray first round in Cincinnati. Don't forget. Yeah. And then after that, he was pretty good, to be honest. He he obviously got to the final of the US Open. Anyway, uh, it's not really a big one. Most sets one. I don't really care too much <laughs> about it, to be honest. Right. It means nothing to me. Fair Slam's enough. big three would have lost if best of three. Um for me, that's another silly stat, but Djokovic would have lost five slams if it was best of three. Nadal would have lost two. Federer would have lost two. However, it's not best of three, it's best of five. So this is probably something the federal fans can cling on to and be like, oh, Djokovic would have five less if it was best of three. However, it's not. So it doesn't really mean anything. Then Djokovic was the one campaigning for best of three. <laughs> so <it doesn't laughs> yeah, make it makes you wonder, sense. why is Djokovic campaigning for best of three when he's had five here, which has gone to five sets? Yeah, he's he's 2-1 down by the looks of it on most of these uh, finals. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next one, and this is not yeah. a good one. This is least sets one. Oh, no. And this is very surprising. So you've got to have played a minimum of 10 sets. And there uh, we've got Matt... Oh. Oh, I can never say this guy's name. Mad Chorovzak has only won one set in 2020 and he's oh, played 10 sets. <laughs> that's not good enough, is it, really? <laughs> and it's sad we've got two people that we've had on the podcast. We've had oh, no. Jenny Gonskoy <laughs> and Chris O'Connell. So the GTL curse is alive and kicking here. Oh, no, I apologise then. Oh, Karlovic, how has he only got four? That's a shock <laughs> that Karlovic is on there. Big old Evo. <laughs> Uchiyama, another great player, and Bagness as well. Wow, some good players on there too. Yeah, Sapa. yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, that's anyway. We move on to that. Quentin Howe is not not very good either. Oh. But I'm not sure if he's played much. But the, the one that stands out is one set. Come on, he needs to, he needs to up his game big time. What about Basiashvili? Well, he'd have, I suppose he must have won there. more sets. Yeah, must have been in the beginning of the year. Oh, he's won. He won three matches, isn't he? So. Must I think he's been. lost a few to he's taken a, maybe a few sets and then yeah, he was a lot better, wasn't it? Ten match losing or eleven match losing streak. <laughs> maybe he <laughs> was slab something or another, three sets, I'm not sure. <laughs> there we are. Most tie breaks tie breaks played in the year. And Dominic team leads. He played twenty-eight tie breaks this year. <laughs> Just shows how close oh. he's been in a lot of these sets. Yeah, very, very, very close. And uh well he's I'd like to know how many tie breaks he's won, if that's the case. It's 28 tie breaks played. Do we have that one? Is that another one that's going to be coming um, up? Well, we'll have to see, mate. If not, we'll have to have a look at it at the end. But we might as well go through it. Isna. We've got Borna Chorich there. Uh, Raonic, you expect him to be there. It's not surprisingly. Yeah. It's pretty high up. Well, it's not surprisingly. That's a joke. Obviously, he's going to be there. Right, Pelka, um, he's not on there, which is that's yeah. surprising. Yeah, he's, even um, who else is there who I thought was a bit... No, to be fair, you'll expect they're all quite big servers, really, these guys. Sangren, just make, making it at the end. <laughs> Sangren. Well, he's had a bit of an up-and-down year, but... Oh, here we go. Look, most tie breaks won. <laughs> Here's the oh, next there one. there you go. So, Dominic team, 17. So, that he's happened. won 17 out of 28. There you go. It's not bad. Oh, look at that. City Pass not got the best record. He's won 13 out of 25 this year. Half and John half. Isner, a lot better. 15 out of 24. Um, Schwartzman done all right. 10. How many has he played, Schwartzman? Is he on there? So he must have played less than 17 and he's won 10. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Wow. Pretty good. And Djokovic there. Look, 15. And obviously, Djokovic has played how many? Boss, isn't 17, it? isn't it? So he's yeah. won 15 out of 17. So that's for sure the best record in percentage wise. However, team has won the most. And we've seen how important the tie breaks became in this yeah. uh, Nitto ATP finals, knocking out, obviously, Rafael Nadal. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. so good. Well, yeah. very, very uh, impressive. Oh, I know about Djokovic as well, right? I think the team stat there is pretty impressive. Seven to have won that many tie breaks. That's just such it a... It just shows how many he's going to, though, isn't it? He's not played as many matches as other players, but yet he's had 28 tie breaks. Um, it's very difficult to beat him in a normal match without breaking him, to be fair, with just like a break or serve. He'll always sort of peg him, but peg you back. Shows his mental side of his game a lot as well, winning that many tie breaks. Always tough when it gets into that crunch time. Yeah, and they're all there saying, Sangren had a break in, want back. Yeah, for sure. If you remember that at the beginning of the year, it's against Roger yes. Federer. Yes. 
Yeah, that was a that was a super breaker, wasn't it? That one it wasn't just any old breaker. Yeah, yeah. So we've done this one. Just have a look. So stats recap: yeah. most aces, and who's number wow. one for most aces of the year? It wow. is Raonic <laughs> with five hundred and twenty-nine <laughs> aces. John Isner there, uh, four hundred and twelve. And Rublev, look at how he's up on the ace count. Yeah, he's got, he had more aces than Zverev. That's impressive. Uh, but a lot more matches, I think, as well, though. Yeah, but Raonic, oh, he's absolutely he's number one by a clear country mile there, isn't he? He's yeah. got 529 and in second place, 412. Uh, that's that's over 100. That's 100 and what is that? 117 more yeah. aces. How many more matches he must have played to get that? I mean. Yeah, no, it's bizarre. The one thing I'm surprised is Djokovic isn't there. He must just be just off. Must be close sure. to 300, though, surely. It'd be interesting. If anybody knows, let us know in the uh, in the comments. Fritz, good server. Don't talk about him much. Free, free, no, free. He's very good, though. Pretty good. Shapovalov down there, below him. So, most aces per match. So, this is a better, better statistic. <laughs> this is showing put on a yeah. match basis and believe it or not Kyrgios even makes it up there obviously wow. one of the best servers in the world he is um, yeah. I know Andy Murray and Gal Monfils were doing a thing on Twitch the other day to build yeah. their perfect tennis player and both of them had Kyrgios as, as for, for as the serve wow that's a high regard but he just has one of those it's such a natural service action isn't it and uh, the way he's able to hammer down those serves just for fun just to uh, just a little Q&A for you, Ben. Guess who mm. they picked for the lob? For the lob? Yeah, who's got the best... Like, If they're building their perfect player, who whose lob would they use? Does it have to be someone who's playing right now? No. Oh, it doesn't? Well, it can, but he is. Oh, he is. You're not uh, going to get it. It's too difficult. It's Andy Murray. They both picked Andy Murray, and Andy Murray was picking. What? <laughs> he picked himself? <laughs> he picked himself, <laughs> and Carl Monfils picked Murray as well. And Neil there, he also, he's clearly watched it. He's saying Murray. There we go. Genius. Well, if you can pick yourself, then I didn't expect <laughs> that selection. Yeah, that's why you're never going to get it. This is a bit of a sour one. Most double faults. And there we go. Alex Verev <laughs> leads the most double faults. Chapeau second. <laughs> and Felix, be Felix is up there. What's what I'm saying? Felix, for me, could be maybe one of the most disappointing this year. Even there we go. And this is where Benoit Pair starts making a little uh, hey, appearance Benoit. on the stats. We've not seen his name yet. We've no public there as well. No wonder he started the underarm serve. <laughs> well, Djokovic. Djokovic surprisingly does a lot no. of double faults. Uh, a lot of matches. True. So probably. Yeah, you where's Rublev? You don't see Rublev there. Ah, he's better, better at serving. But saying that, he made a double four at one of the worst yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, maybe these oh, no, players... was it, a match point, he double forwarded. Yeah, I know, it's sad. It's not the place to be serving up your uh, double faults on match points. Team was uh, doing the similar. <laughs> so most that double faults per match. And number one, Benoit Pair. He averaged in 2020 6.57 double faults a match. Oh, wow. <laughs> a match? Yes, in 2020. He did have that abysmal run. And then though. Shapovalov, believe it or not, he played quite a bit, a lot more tennis than Benoit Pair. He averaged 5.91. Wow. And Zverev, not, not far off either, 5.7. <laughs> it's the same names and the public's up there again. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Dimitrov's there as well. Nori making it onto that list as well. 4.23, yeah. Yeah. God, what's he doing so, on there? Surprised yeah. to see Garen, actually. I didn't think he would double fought it that much. No. Well, hopefully they can tidy that one up for next year. No, they won't want to be on that list again. And if uh, you guys did want to know how many aces Djokovic did, Neil's done it there. Because Ben's not yeah. actually doing the chat. He's making me do both. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 278 aces for Djokovic right now. Sitipas, um, just behind Sitipas. So, yeah, like I said, very close. 11th. But Shapo, that is not good stats. People there in the chat, they can't believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually can. It's just very much, it's very poor. And this is this is why we say he has all the game to be a great player and actually win things. But if you're averaging 5.9 double faults a match, that's not good enough. You're not going to win anything. Well, and it's yeah. a credit to Zverev how close he got. He got to a Grand Slam final. He got to the Paris Masters final with these statistics. If he, say if he gets that down, a significant amount. Mm. 
he can actually win things next year, Sverev. Yeah, I think it's he's so... not in a prison cell. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, um, I think these players like Chapo and, and people like that, if they're going to serve that many double faults, then you, your winner ratio better be even higher. We want to be seeing uh, crazy. You need to see like 30, 40 winners a match or something. Just need to counteract the ratio. Yep. You can't anyway, be having next that. One. Let's go. This so 2020 stats recap, and we've got first serve percentage here. John Isner had the best first serve percentage, and that is a scary right. fault. If John Isner's averaging at 72 percent for a whole season, it wasn't yeah. really a full season though, so it's not fair. Nah. Probably, I'm not, is it, they clarify here it's a minimum of 10 matches, uh, but still pretty good serving from John Isner to be expected. Very. Yeah, definitely. And should Sverev, be. this is a key as to why he has done so well. It's because luckily he was getting 68% of his serves in most of the time. First serves, that is. Which yeah. allowed him to get to a few victories. We've got Corinna Buster there. That helped him. He had a brilliant year. Uh, Mon- uh, Monfils, he started the year very good. And then <laughs> Pedro Martin as well. Very better get that long blonde hair cut before going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh, <laughs> Ken jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, so, yeah, what's the next stat? First serve, one percentage. Okay, first serve. So this serve. is after, after winning. Oh, surprise, surprise. Brown, it's number one. And Mirror Berrettini spell. just shows how important Ooh. Berrettini's serve is. Yep. First time we've seen him feature. Lopez, no surprise seeing him there. Um, almost beat Rafa with it, didn't he? Yeah, definitely did. He looks really good, actually, yeah, yeah. against Rafa. But... Well, he beat Kranovic, didn't he, in the round before? A bit of a surprise. But he was, really? he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant server. And if he, if it's firing for him, there's no surprise, really. You've got Pospisil still there, Medvedev making up the bottom. Yeah. Pelka, you've seen him feature. So yeah. I'm saying, when he gets his first serve in, it's lethal. And even Rublev, look at Rublev there. Just shows how important his first serve is. Yep. His first serve uh, just was his downfall against Nadal. That was just a real shame to see. I just thought we were going to get be in for a real treat with with, with him serving so well. And when it didn't uh, materialize, just uh, that all unraveled. On, on this graph, you would hundred percent you would normally see Kyrgios there right up the top, yeah. but he's not played ten matches, so uh, <laughs> that's madness. I think he's he enjoying the time. Serve, he probably will bring it down a few, maybe because he gets beaten by them. On the rank. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think is that the is. last one? No, nope, we've got a few more here. No, it's got second go. serve one percentage. Right. And there Nadal. we go. Nadal, the king of the Rapa. second serve. Set pass on. isn't too bad either. Very close. Good to see the mailman making it onto the list there down the bottom. Go on. <laughs> Nishioka as well. Londero. Batista Agut as well. That's another one of the solid players it's on tour. Good name to remember for, for a second serve. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's people, keep going. Yeah, people with solid, solid game. Uh, so break point saved. I'm not sure how many more of these we've got, but keep <laughs> going. I think there was today. this many. <laughs> break <laughs> point save percentage. You've got Isner. God, wow, that's pretty... nice call. Nice call, John Isner. I don't know if it is the surprise, but I'm sure he's. It's probably he's the, the mate, he just pulls out about three aces when he's facing yeah. break points. Hospital. That's why. Really good to be up that high as well. 71. I think Umbert's the one what surprises me the most. Just credit to him, his mental strength. For me, this is a big one of mental. Another one we're not talking enough about, really, is Umber, isn't it? So for next year, that's another one that could be a jumping on the brilliant year, mate. He had a brilliant year. And then Pear's topping this one, so I'm not sure if it's going to be a good one. (laughs) The worst second serve. Worst second serve, one percentage. And Benoit Pear. Just and when I say just 0.01% beating Basvili there, yeah, so their second serves are not that good. Zverev, there we go. We know he's not, these are the players who need to work on their second serves. 12 travel 21, obviously, bringing up uh, from that last statistic for Lopez, he had the record for the most consecutive Grand Slam appearances being 74, which is a that's a crazy statistic. 74. Consecutive Grand Slams. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I remember bizarre. that. We should be speaking about it. I know. It's crazy. And Almino saying, Happy Milman got a title finally. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he won in, uh, where was it? Nur Sultan. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Time. We've got Travaglia there at the bottom and Harris. 
these players need to work on their second serves for sure. Ken Lee's saying uh, he likes pear. Fan of his shorts. He would rock them. <laughs> <laughs> so first serve return one. So who's the best returner? And it is Rafael Nadal, believe it or not. He wouldn't have fought with that yeah. in Paris. And there Very we go. Quetfa's up there as well. A wow, good go on, Dominic. God, look at him. We've got up Martin Fuchsovitz up there. No surprise. I thought we would be higher, if anything. Jill Simon. way up there. Jill uh, Simon, mate. Jill, Jill Simon's <laughs> beating Djokovic. <laughs> that's that's, that's happening. We've got Sina, Fakina, some really good players on this list. Just is showing that... you how important it is to is uh, get Mar- the first serve in. Back. I was just reading that the wrong way from back to front, and it was saying Martin and then Fuchsovic. But obviously, it is uh, Andre Martin, I think they're referring to, and then uh, Martin Fuchsovic. Yeah, yeah. But that confused me for a sec. Good old Martin. Both okay. Martins. Right, are you oh. going through the chat, Ben? Yeah, yeah. There's no one uh, throwing it. Lewis wants I can't to know. See Lewis wants to know uh, our top three for most shanks. I'm not sure that's on there, but sit and pass. It's got to be on there. <laughs> He's number one uh, for sure. Head, who's another one? Chapo would be my number two. I'd go sit a pass one, yeah. Chapo ben two. <laughs> yeah, possible. Maybe Ben Pair. I've seen a few from him. I think it's unfair, though. He's had COVID this year. It's been a very topsy-turvy uh, Yeah, We're not going to judge too much on these stats, but I thought they'd be a good laugh and they're quite interesting regardless. So second serve. Have we done this one? Second serve, return return Same. points one. Good. There we go. Yeah, Very good. good. I've played a second serve. It's a sign of intelligence for me. This is you're going to see quite a lot of intelligent players, and they no surprise. Djokovic is there, Nadal, Kranovic, Medvedev, Schwartzman, Monfils, Munar. Uh, surprised Munar didn't do better, win many more matches than what he did. Yeah, I know, bizarre. Uh, here we go. Return points one overall. There we surprise, go. Surprise. No, right, Djokovic, the best returner in the world. You'd be surprised. Schwartzman for a little guy, does really very good. well with the returns. Obviously, playing some big servers there. That would have weighed his average down slightly, but that's an amazing stat for him. And just credit to Sportsman. And this is why players love or fans and players alike love him. Yeah, definitely. You see Nadal's obviously there as well. Uh Batista yeah. a good one of the most solid players on tour. But there's a see, brilliant returner as well. Good to see some other names on there, though. Some youngsters, Rublev, Davidovich Fokina, uh Pedro Martinez as well on there. Uh, Yannick Sinner. Good to see all those names on there. Oh, and I think this, this is it now. No, this is it. No. This is just an old one. <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> you can have Bad a look. Medvedev and Nadal, Djokovic, fifty-seven slams, and then all wow. of them names, fifty-six slams. Oh wow! Pretty mad. That's pretty pretty. They even put pit team in there now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's in there. But yeah, wow. guys, I just thought that was quite an interesting uh, look for it. I was having a look earlier. Uh, hopefully you liked it as much as I did. I thought it was quite interesting. I know Ben was surprised look, looking through some of them. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, always weird to see some of those statistics. And when you get a few uh, surprise names pop up in there as well, because it's always some players you're not expecting just pop up on there. Like, obviously, like you saw Kwepfer there, one of the yeah. best returners. Oh, he had a good uh, year, Kwepfer, didn't he? I think well, he's, he's a great... He run, he run Novak close in that match, didn't he? Took, took a set, I believe. Remember when he uh, took a set off? Was it last year's US Open? He took a set off uh, Medvedev, Medvedev, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Medvedev, ran yeah. him close as well. So he can mix it with the best players. Kwepfer, really, yeah. really promising player. Uh, has he hit his peak? What do you think he's got? Another? No, uh, no. Kwepfer's going to come back strong, mate. He's going to have a good year next year. Exciting like player to, to watch for sure. Um, we got oh, everyone liked the stats. It seemed Neil there, great stats. Well, I've live enjoyed them as well. And we've got uh, Hinal Patel there saying, when's the when's the uh, merch? <laughs> when's the merch? Well, we are working on a few little bits before Christmas. Yeah. We'll see how we get on with it. Um, we can some fill cool designs coming. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to buy some uh, samples first because we want to have a look. We want to make sure it's only the best stuff for you guys. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll go from some... there. Any knockoff merch? Don't want JG doing any of his Del Boy Wheeler D. I do have this. Bits. I don't know if you can see it, but I've got the little logo here. No, but it's in the green, though, isn't green. It? Yeah, it <laughs> takes it away. It's a bit, it's a bit of a shame, but this is a nice little bit I've got. Yeah, there you anyway. go. The first bit of GTL merch there on show. <laughs> there, it's 
Good yeah, well, I would like. We're going to have a love 15 Dominic team for Mate, sure. Don't you worry. I've already... top of it. We've got a few different things lined up. I've already sure. designed the uh, love 15 Dominic team. Yeah, so. it looks quite cool as well. Yeah, so. Uh, did you want to, uh, well, I know that we spoke about before this, uh, obviously we had the bracket that was running with the uh, tennis predictions and we thank everybody that did uh yeah, enter those with us and uh, beat us on many occasions as well. We did right on a few though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed the bracket league. We didn't get a full year, but we're going to be back bigger than ever next year. We're going to have a full season, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I'm praying. I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to. It's more hope than anything. But uh, Ben's going to get it up now. And we're going to have a look at so the overall standings for the GTL league. Um, yeah, and exactly. also, if you want to join, remember it's completely free. It's easy to join. I'll put a link in the in the chat. Ben's going to just get that up now. You might just have to uh, guide me through where to find it. I'll just bring it up on the screen anyway for now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. So as you can see, 85 people in there now. Great to see people joining. Yeah, so no, really it's doing good. well, mate, the league. Just I'll just put in. it in there now. Do you not know where it is, Ben? Is it this one? This must yeah, be so this if you go ATP brackets. Okay. And then overall. Ah, okay, cool. I've not been in that section. Wow. So, so some go. of these. So you put that there. So if you want to join, feel free. It's completely free. You can put yourself up against the whole GTL community. A lot of people in the oh, chat, and then Soren. me and Ben as well. <laughs> Soren saying, "Watch out!" And your new name, GC, by the looks of it. Uh, <laughs> there'll be some new debutants in 2021. Well, yeah, we that, welcome that road you. to 100 bracket members. Yeah, I'm Bring sure we're going to get there soon. I'm sure Ken Lee's going to come and try and. Uh, Beat me and we know, mate. You can join now if you want. It's completely free. Just put your email in. Um, it's quite a good site. You can join and join the league and be in preparation for next year. It's completely free, like I say. And as Matt says, it's so fun. So why not? Um, I don't think it's probably fair to go off points because that's just who's done more. So I'm not going to give it to Big Al there. And I think the no. best thing to go off is percent correct. Would you, would you agree? Oh. Yeah, let's just uh, give that a click. Oh, because that's probably the best me. way to go, in my opinion, because that's going to be. However, he's only entered one bracket there, Danny. So it's a bit unfair, really. Yeah, um, we've not had a full season, so it's difficult to really look too much in it. But got twelve travel twenty-one there. Yeah, twelve travel twenty-one. Sixty-five percent of his uh, picks correct. Had that one tournament win. Don't we've forget. got to give Danny a shout out though. Seventy-seven percent of his picks, yeah, pretty I mad. Mean, he's made what's it? Uh, he's made twenty-seven stinger. picks and he's got twenty-one right. That's an outrageous. It's a pretty high. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, for me, Lithuania is the most impressive, though, for the reason he's done so many. He's made, <laughs> what, over six, about 600 picks? Yeah, about yeah. 600 picks, and he's got 60% of them correct. That is amazing. So, fair play to Lithuania. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paul T, yeah, he's done pretty well. Big fan. Harry Kunid, Carrillo, Dasha there, Ayodes. John Nartley uh, there. John Nartley. Where am I? Gosh. Yeah, oh, there, there I am. mate. There you go. 58. That's not too bad. 58.4. Oh, yeah. Above me, mate. Just there above. Oh, not much in it. 56.4%. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> annoying. Oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I down there? But yeah, we can go. I think it's because you entered the next show. You entered one more bracket. Maybe you should have pour a bracket. I, I don't know. Yeah, the Nur Sultan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was when we didn't even know half the draw before it started, and I was clicking qualifiers. And which one are you, Thomas Rocks? I can never find your name. You must yeah, be called something on. else. Yeah, it must be. So keeping himself hidden. Yeah. So who's bottom of it? Was probably going to be. I obviously know my tennis, right? Tommy, Tommy Cole. There, what's he doing? Not great, is it? Fifty-three percent. Melez down there. Got Sharuk. Oh, Wild life, gosh. Ooh, oh, not very really no. good there, mate. Sky, Mary. Sky, Mary. Mary. Yeah, Mary's down there. We'll keep going. Sir Jan, who was the uh, pre correct pre predictor in the French Open for that women's tennis. Uh, haven't had enough women's tennis for him, I don't think. We'll keep on going down. And, there he yeah, is. There you go. My tennis. <laughs> it's very surprising. We can't really count that. Chris, what happened to Chris? Chris, what happened, Chris, mate? 36%. I'm, I'm shocked by that, to be honest. Chris is normally so good <laughs> with the guessing. So but, what is that, 41 uh, correct and 72 wrong? Yeah. No. Is it? Yeah, it is yeah. right, yeah. Out of 113, is that? 41 correct. Oh, don't worry. Next year will be better. Don't so you So Thomas worry. Rock is Harry. So where's Harry? Harry? Where's that? don't know. I, probably the one at the top. <laughs> no, it's Danny. Harry no, Carrillo. I, 
Oh, it's Harry Carrillo. Oh, Thomas uh, Rook is Harry Carrillo. Oh, fair play. Pretty good. In, 62%. In choice, interesting choice of name <laughs> as an <laughs> alias. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, if uh, people, if there's people just listening and they want to join as well, then uh, the well, the name of the website you just have to go to is Tennis Draw I'll put the Challenge. Link, the links in the in the chat. So I'll yeah, put the link just, in there so you click the link and you can just join for people there. who are only listening, which there are some of those. Uh, yeah, just it's tennisdrawchallenge.com and then you just want to go to just register and then just find the group when our one's called the GTL Tennis League. Perfect. So good luck to everybody for next year. And uh, once we got that merch sorted as well, never know, there might be some little prizes being uh, handed out next year for some winners. Yeah, for sure. We'll do some prizes and stuff. I think that'll make it more fun. Yeah, anyway, we've been sure. talking for a long time. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Uh, if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. And if you've not already, please like the video. Uh, Medvedev had a brilliant year. What a win. And uh, we'll see you next year for tennis. However, we're not going away. We're still going to be doing other podcasts. So don't worry. Yeah, we're going to have some other bits to uh, update you with. We'll try and uh, stay up to date with all the tennis news because there's always stuff rumbling around and uh, news about the upcoming tournament, stuff like that. So We'll at least be coming to you once a week over the next uh, few weeks. And, uh, yeah, we've got the GTL Awards, which we're going to try to create for the end of year. So probably be taking some nominations from you guys. Yeah. See you guys. Cheers, guys. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.